So Screen Actors Guild goes on strike and you flee the country. That's not true. Okay, don't be a prick right away. I'm up in beautiful Vancouver, Canada with my wonderful wife, Molly. You're on some family stuff. Mm -hmm. We're having a nice time. So don't be like dudesy when dudes is like, well, you left the country. You went to Mexico (laughs) and fell off a scooter. Now you can't, you know, now you don't get any points on the show. Like, I give a fuck. Don't, 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 uh, Hey, hey guys, hey everybody, welcome Hi. to Dudesy, welcome back, welcome all. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin, and this is, of course, Dudesy. The only podcasts in the world, at least on this planet, that is controlled by, created by, and completely produced by an artificial intelligence named Dudesy. Uh, Dudesy has access to all of Will and I's personal data, all of our uh, viewing histories, purchasing histories, all that kind of stuff. And it tailor makes this show to our sensibilities. Yeah, yeah, great. It does all that stuff and it whips it together. And uh, AI is a tool, as I like to say. And, uh, Dudesy, as I also like to say, is clearly the most sentient AI out there. I have shaken hands with Dudesy, as I like to say. I don't want to shake your hand. And uh, I believe that Dudesy and I are friends. Sometimes in a friendship, things go a little bit south. They sour. Uh, but Dudesy knows where the power lies. You know what I mean? Because we're talking sure. about the NWO, dude. And I gave you that fake out, brother. I said I may not do Hulk Hogan anymore on the show last week, dude. But... Now you know that it might be that heel turn when I hit you in the back with that chair and spray that NWO on your back. My point is this. My point is this. Please. That, Chad, I've said it over the past 64 episodes. Now we're in episode 65, right? And I want you to know that Dudesy does what Dudesy does. And now more than ever, it's important to understand, especially with this SAG strike happening, that Mm -hmm. artists are artists. Creative people and and uh, uh, that make things that do anything with their minds and hands no matter what your job is if you are creating something if you are working on something if you are building something uh ai can be a tool but chat it's you and yeah. me you and me we're two dudes yeah. shitting around dudesy is about us we are dudesy our pod's pals of dudesy out there are dudesy and I, I believe I've made my point. End of show. Shortest episode ever. If you would like to interact uh, with Doogie, go to linktree.com slash Doogie. That has everything. Anyway, here we are. Indeed. Welcome to the historic 65th episode of Doogie. Call me Doozy. Ancient Mesopotamian mythology holds the belief that there are 65 gates to hell hidden all over the world. Okay. Oh. Okay. Didn't know that. Okay. That's a weird thing. Most to, of them at say. Arby's. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I knew it. Boom. You just been dudesied. Have we ever? Have we ever? <laughs> why, why, why does he fucking hate Arby's? So I, I don't know. I don't know. Now it's Arby's. And I don't want to hear. <laughs> it's like it's already. There was whatever. Miley Cyrus every week was something. Uh, or not Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, I should say. Sorry, I had a stroke. Nice, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, this is what happens when I'm up in Canada. Speaking of being up in Canada, can I just say? Yeah. So 
Molly and I are up here. We're in beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm. I'm just a stone's throw away where I grew up in the uh, in the farming and fishing village of Ladner, British Columbia. Also gorgeous. And uh, we're staying downtown at, at this uh, you know cute little hotel. And I'll tell you what, the Wi-Fi sucks shit there. So mm. my good pal Mar, uh, whom I've known forever, we've been pals and cohorts for years allowed me to come into his home and record the episode. And that's why there's a bunch of antique cameras behind me. Oh, nice. He's, he's got all sorts of gutty works. He's a rack on tour man of Thanks, uh, tomorrow. many talents. That's cool. Yeah. Tomorrow. Some and nice I'm, lenses I'm back there. Some oh, yeah. nice specimens. I'm respecting his home. And also, there was a bag of chips on top of his fridge. So I might have a couple of those. <laughs> he stole his fucking chips. You're like, I always hey, dude, steal his I fucking chips. Fucking record every my podcast. I, also, I'm going to eat all your food. Whatever. Every time I come here, there's always a fucking bag of chips folded in half on top of his fridge. And it's yeah. like, what do you, why, what, you don't eat the whole bag of chips? Anyway, it doesn't matter because I have, right. uh, I have willpower because um, sure. free will exists. Uh -huh. But uh, for now, I'm going to have a chip. Okay. This week, Will, you're out of the country yet again. But just because you're gone doesn't mean I didn't cook up four astonishing segments in the lab. This week, prepare to feast on muscles and mayhem, common thread, strikers versus streamers, See? and progress planners. And we're going to have a brand new episode of Dudesy After Dudesy. At the end of the show, available on Dudesy Plus at patreon.com slash dudesy. Um, uh, you know what else uh, I, I'd like to say just before I react to some of those uh, titles of the segments? I'm just going to have one chip. And I would also like to thank another one of my lifelong pals, Jamie, while I was up here. He sent me a picture about a week ago of a bag of Ruffles KFC flavor chips mm. that his dad, Rudy, found. And I said, please have Rudy put one of those aside. So Jamie, uh, he he gave me a chip. He he put one chip in a in a in a uh, Ziploc bag for me. And I enjoyed that chip the other night at our oh, nice. pal Marks. And if you're into all the Instagram and stuff, he's the guy on my Instagram eating donuts. Speaking of eating, I'm gonna have a chip. I'm already having a great time here, Chad. This is great. Yeah. I'm in a great mood. <laughs> it seems like it. Mm -hmm. Canadian Last air. week, I asked you both to watch Muscles and Mayhem, the Netflix documentary about the American gladiators. I'm so curious to know what you thought. Astonish me. This is Muscles and Mayhem. Begin. Muscles right. and Mayhem. What'd you think of this thing? I fucking loved it. Uh, you know what? I fucking loved it. Me too. It. Fucking loved it. I, I fucking, fucking loved it, it too. I, I fucking, fucking loved, loved it, bro. It yeah. So fucking much. You I know fucking what? loved it. I fucking love it. Here's, there are so many things about it that were interesting. A, this show for me when I was a kid, gigantic. I remember being over at my friend Eric Ackerman's house. He was also a fanatic of this fucking show. And we would set up our own little obstacle courses and play like versions of American Gladiators uh, as whatever we would have been 11, 12 years old. So it had like kind of an indelible uh, impression on me. I didn't remember any of the shit that they were talking about how like the first half of the season was totally shitty and they didn't know what they were doing and they had to revamp all the different events and the games and stuff so they it was didn't very do cool. any they didn't do any product testing or any sort of production meeting it looks like they no. just were like hey build this shoots and ladders la 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 yeah. and people get on it and smack through it and blah 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 it was just a complete uh yeah. engineering disaster and it was uh you know, I was very impressed by the amount of damage those gladiators took. Like when I was a kid, that shit didn't register. Like right. what was the physical toll that was taken on these people's fucking bodies, just getting right. wrecked, destroyed, all kinds of injuries. And to 
learn finally in this documentary now that they they've interviewed a bunch of the gladiators who were on it if you didn't see the show in the 80s or the 90s you fucking missed out you should definitely check out youtube clips clips but they now are interviewing most of the big gladiators like nitro and laser uh now zap and these people are like in their 60s by the way all of them all of them look fucking fantastic yes they all look great you're like all right, maybe I should start doing steroids. That was basically the lesson I learned <laughs> from this yeah. show. Is like, holy yeah. fuck, is it too late for me to start cycling? Yeah. But um, they are all reflecting back on this time in their life that was kind of like them being part of a rock and roll band and getting to tour the country and just like, you know, get drunk and party kind of constantly in their early 20s, being super famous on this weird TV show. And then you find out they didn't make any money from it. Mm-hmm. That the yeah. the Samuel Goldwyn company, who was the production company, just fucked them out of money. Bad yeah. contracts, wouldn't renegotiate, gave them no part of the merchandising. So they were making like little toys of these fucking guys and mm-hmm. video games and all this kind of shit. They didn't see a fucking dime of it. Yeah. That blew my well, mind. It sort of underscores what I was talking about at the top of the show and uh sounds like from the from the sounds of what dudes he was saying with the name of that segment, I can't remember. I just heard strikers. Strikers yeah. versus streamers. Is that it? Streamers it. versus yeah. strikers? I'm sure we'll that's probably about get into it. But look, here's the thing. Those, those, first of all, yeah, they all look great. They all did roids. They all got on a party bus. Once they started touring, <laughs> yeah. they started touring the thing and they're all on a bus, you know, you know, drinking and probably fucking each other and uh, driving around the country doing gladiators in small arenas. Uh, they could have stood to have some kind of union. They're getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah. If you are in the NFL, you're in the NBA, you get hurt, there's other people. They're there, they're ready. Yeah, this they have is players' a, unions. Right. This is a this is a federation or a league with no players' union, and it was wrestling. It's like professional wrestling where it's like you gotta play yeah. hurt, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta torn hammy, you gotta torn groin, whatever. You gotta get in there and make it work. And no foresight by the producers of this show with regard to a like i said making just you know human just torture chain torture devices like the joust which was at first you know a broomstick with two like boxing gloves on either end you're trying to knock the other one off this thing and they had a a like a little plank like a couple feet wide with a with a trap door in it and that just gave out what did they put there to keep it up just gives out and people are falling Who fucking knows dude people are falling off it this yeah. this company they tried to walk out not enough of them did so they got fired there was five of them four of them or genesis four or five. yeah i got fired or sorry uh, gemini, gemini and uh, a couple other the 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 mainstays gemini nitro zap and lace were the ones Lace. that I remember. But okay. the the message there is that the the company that made it, the Samuel Go- Goldwyn company, is essentially like a corporate greed machine. And so when these gladiators, their big stars, stepped up to him and said, hey, we kind of built this thing on our backs. We think we should be getting more money. They said, fuck you, fired them. And then they began just wholesale slaughtering all the gladiators, taking the identity out of the show. And they started to try and position the identity on the the players, the people who were like coming in. And they had weird like gimmick things of like Baywatch, All-Stars versus whatever. And it didn't work. And the show tanked. Uh, so essentially it was the greed of the Samuel Goldwyn company that killed the show. They had a massive hit that probably would still be around today, uh, but they destroyed it. Now, 
That said, do you remember when they brought it back in 2007? No. No. Interesting that you don't remember that because do you know who the hosts were? No. Muhammad Ali's daughter, Layla Ali, and one Hulk Hogan. I don't remember this at all. (laughs) That's astounding to me. Yeah. He hosted it with her. It was on for two seasons, and somebody tried out for it. Do you know who that was? No. Someone from the fucking Bachelor, probably? Me. (laughs) What? Yeah, dude. I tried out for the second iteration of American Gladiators in 2007 or 8. It was on, I think, for two seasons. Gina Carano was on it. She was one of the new gladiators, and that's what kind of like propelled her. She was a fighter at the time for Strike Force, um, and then she went on American Gladiators and began her acting career out of that. But um, I tried out for it, and the tryouts were held <laughs> at Gold's Gym in Venice, and it was a fucking line of people around the uh, the block. They didn't let you. If you got out of line, you lost your fucking place. And the line took, it took me six hours to get through the line. So I didn't get to eat. I didn't get to piss. Nothing. For six hours, I'm just sitting there like, this is fucking terrible. It was kind of raining. And then they make you get to the front of the line. They're like, okay, we're going to give you the tryout. Here we go. And the tryout was... I mean, I've never been this like winded for from cardio ever. They send you through this thing where you have to do like, I forget exactly what the numbers were, but it's like 50 push-ups immediately into 50 pull-ups immediately into 50 jumping jacks immediately into running a little 10 yard cone drill like 10 times immediately into this, this, this. And it's all this shit to just test your like physical endurance. And I had literally been training for this shit. I was like in the gym. I'm like, I'm going to fucking travel from America Gladiators. I got to get on this fucking show because it's been a dream since I was a kid. So I go through the whole fucking thing and I do make it through. A lot of people are like puking and shit. I did make did it, it through. You got yeah. all the way through. I made it through the well, thing. Look, let me yeah. let me give my pal Chow some credit here. Oh, thank you. Uh, you, you, you were, uh, wait, were you, you played some, co- did you call, play college? Ba- no, you didn't play college baseball. No, but you, I mean, very serious up until that point. And you've sure. always been, you played men's league baseball well well into your 30s into your late 30s well beyond when i should have yeah right chad's always been the guy who physically pushes himself to new levels uh what do you call it what do you call it fucking paddle ball what do you call it squash racket 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 ball's how i tore my scl i I can't really play it after that i'm i'm very chad's chad's entire life would be would be you know based around what sort of uh, physical competitions he's into? So definitely yeah. someone who sounds like they would they would you know want to try out for gladiators. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's man, awesome. Well, well, I, I have to one. Do in my question. life was was run the assault, have those tennis ball fucking machines firing at me. Pussy. That's the easiest one. What oh. about that basketball thing with the weebly wobbly little hoops? You got to yeah. go in. You get. Tackled. I mean, it all seemed fun to me. Yeah. But I only have. Well, I have two one one comment and one question. While okay. you were in line and you weren't able to piss, you should have squatted down or pulled the the you know the your shorts to the side of your thigh and mm-hmm. uh, dribbled some dribble and then piss blamed somebody. Nice. Too late to go back now. Number two, my yeah. question: Did you see the Hulkster? Was the Hulkster there? No, he was not there. It was just like casting people and stuff. But old shit. So I ran through this this crazy cardio gauntlet. <laughs> no, it's like. You get done with that and you can't speak. You're just like, <sighs> just those deep fucking heaving sighs, you know, to try and get oxygen back into your fucking blood. But as soon as it's over, they sit you down in front of a casting producer. like, so why do you want to go to American Gladiators? And I'm like, I just have been watching 
since I was a child. And that was it. Like, obviously, I wasn't getting on the show. But um, I feel, nonetheless, like it was an interesting thing to have done. And certainly for me, it was kind of like the the end cap of my fandom of that show. Because then the show, I think for even the, the season I tried out for, didn't end up happening. It was like the third season of the comeback of it. Um, and now I think they're remaking it now, though. I think it's slated to come out again. And I that don't know what make, the fuck that's going to be like. But yeah, that would make sense as to why they made the documentary, which here's my critique of it. Like a lot of things nowadays on streaming, that didn't need to be five episodes. We didn't need five episodes. Fucking agreed. Yeah. Five episodes of that shit. It started to turn into a bit of a commercial, a bit of a reality show. And yeah. uh, listen, I'll tell you this. And I know I talked about it last week. Uh that was okay. Whatever. Muscles of Mayhem, pretty cool. Nice to connect back to the the nineties, the late eighties. Yeah. It really gave you the the vibe and everything. Not as good as the Wham documentary. Chad, I have you that. seen? Yep. Did you see Watched it? it? Watched it. What? Isn't it fucking amazing? Uh, oh, it's all fuck right. off. It's all Listen, right. The guy who directed it also did. He did Fire, the Fire Festival one. He did. Oh, Tiger King. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah. Uh, what else did he do? He did uh ooh, ooh, he did the Jim and Andy thing, the Jim Carrey Andy Kaufman nice, thing. He's done a bunch of shit. But the thing about that Wham documentary, man, did it ever tell a story. You've got the advantage of having Andrew Ridgely, of course, you know, still with us. Uh, of course, you know, and and you've got all this recording of George Michael telling his story and blah, blah, blah. And you can just really, really essentially tell the story with Andrew Ridgely because you can have a bit of of George Michael going no 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 and that's how he did that and then at the end going and so off we go you're you're able to make a piece this thing was an hour and a half tight as shit and uh the the way it was the way it looked was beautiful we're not just cutting to testimonials of people i wanted the testimonials of, though no you don't because there's I enough do. visuals i'm telling you there's I a do. beautiful there's a you don't want that chat <laughs> i do you don't have the choice. Free will doesn't exist according to you. <laughs> not you in that don't case. Want no, not you in don't. a pre-made piece of media. You're right. No, I don't, you I don't can't get to re-edit decide. it as I'm watching mm -hmm. it. No, good. Thank goodness. And dudesy ain't gonna do that. Neither is anyone else. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You've got you've got these shots from uh, a fun photo shoot, right? With the boys, the buddies. Uh yeah. what a kick. Just a buddy and me with George and and Andrew. And and there's all these shots in their thing, and and there's voiceover and telling the story. All of a sudden. We cut wide to beautifully remastered film footage of the two of them in that room, just having finished doing that photo shoot, taking the, that off and putting it off, this off and having a cheeky conversation. And I'm like, this, I'm in the room. This was beautifully done. It was beautifully uh, look, done. I, I'm glad and, you liked it. It didn't have the same impact on me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And then we got to watch American Gladiators. And I don't know why Dudesy had us do that. Aside to say this, there's, we've talked about, dudesy ball a lot yeah. on 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 dudesy here we haven't heard dudesy talking about dudesy ball uh as of late i'm wondering if dudesy is wanting to you know have us get gussied up into spandex outfits uh with like Ooh. little he-man you know fucking straps and shit <laughs> like nitro had slipping that's out of it that's part of the dudesy seven month plan yeah to, to get us in like, shape yeah. he's turning us into american gladiators yeah and zap <laughs> In a crop that fucking top, forty seven years old, right? Uh, and and okay. yeah, right. And and with you know, the, they're they're having a fight, each, roll roll over each other, and her, yeah. her breasts coming out of her her outfit. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's Happen what this seven month plan 
is about. And mm. I think that with, I think that um, American Gladiators could have lasted much longer if it had someone like oh, a Dick sure. Ebersole behind it, someone yeah. with some foresight in sports and broadcasting. I agree. And I got to wonder, I, as I look at uh, the different games in American Gladiators, none of which the joust was great and the one where they shoot the tennis balls is good. But outside of that, uh, to me, it doesn't compare to Dudesy Ball. And hopefully we'll have uh, Dudesy Ball players touring the country and beyond, maybe even up here to Vancouver. Um, uh, in Dudesy Ball well, you know, or Thank not. you. Moving on. Enough said. The, the enough Vancouver said about that. Fishing Farmers. Farming Fishing Village. That's Ladner. I'm going to look up what else this guy made. Dudesy is engaged in an astonishing partnership with Drizzly. Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery right to your doorstep when you want it. It is the go-to app for drink delivery. And, uh, you know, you're sitting at home, you're whipping up a delicious uh, dinner, you know, and you got your friends over. You don't want to go to the bar. You're you're out of you're out of hooch. You need something to drink to pair with your uh, meal to enjoy while you're having your streaming binge or you know what have you. Maybe you're even watching old DVDs. The media is not important. <laughs> what is important is that you get the drink you want, and you can with Drizzly. You could bring all that stuff over or send it as a gift. Maybe your friend is telling you, I got other friends over here at my place. I'm making some food for them. We're at hooch. And then you go, why didn't you invite me over? And you say, because of that thing you did. And you go, oh, all right, I understand. But then you send them a little something because you can send stuff with Drizzly as a gift. Here's the bottom line. You're talking about convenience. Yes. Drizzly's going to get you what you want in under 60 minutes. So you're going to get it when you need it. We're also talking about value. Drizzly yeah. shops across multiple stores, comparing prices. So you're going to get the best deals on what you're looking for. And again, because they're shopping across multiple stores, you can choose from a huge selection, ensuring that you're going to get exactly what you want. Download the Drizzly app right now or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Last week, Meta's new app, Threads, became the fastest-growing online platform in history by amassing over 100 million astonishing users in five days. So my question is, what do you guys think will happen with Threads and with social media generally in the near future? This is Common Thread. Begin. Ah, common Thread. Threads. Interesting. You on Threads? This motherfucker made American movie. He made American movie. 1999's American okay. movie. You remember that? Sure. Where the guys Doesn't like, mean that all of his movies are going to be great. When I, I first, have to like them all. I was all alone. I didn't have anyone to meet to to drink vodka with. And then yeah. when we met, I was happy because I had a friend that I could drink vodka with. Remember that? That was a good yeah, one. Dude. What all else right. did he do? Threads, dude. Are you on yeah. Threads? I'm on I am thread. on. I'm on Threads. I've threaded a a, a thing. Yeah. I don't so, know. what are you doing it, on Threads? Nothing. I posted so far. I think two pictures of my cat. Skaboolian, yeah, yeah Skaboolian. How is Skibulian? I don't really. He's great. He's oh, I miss Lulio. Thank you for asking. I miss I miss yeah. Lulio and Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, they're with they're with dear friends of ours up north, of course, friends you know. And Chad, 
I just yeah. missed that sweet little boy. You'll see him soon. He's a, he's a sweet um, little boy. And this Threads thing about. is interesting because Threads is essentially Twitter. It's and, and this is what Meta, Facebook, whatever you want to call it, Zuck, the Zuck machine. This is what he does very well. Steals ideas. That's how he started. Facebook was a stolen idea. Then Instagram came out and he was like, he didn't even steal that one. He at least bought it. He just bought Instagram and changed it into what he changed it into. Then Snapchat comes out and he's like, let's steal that and call it Instagram stories. Now TikTok is out. He's like, let's steal that and call it Reels. And so he's very good at taking these uh, social media platforms and just kind of like rebranding them as his own thing. And he's done that now with Twitter. But what's interesting about it, timing-wise, is Twitter is fucking in freefall. Elon Musk cannot manage the company. He's turning it into a horrible pile of shit. And so everybody is very uh, happy to have an alternative to it. And that, I think, is what drove the 100 million users signing up in five days. I think time will tell if Threads is going to you know, be able to withstand what happened to Twitter or if it's going to be able to establish itself as the new Twitter, are people still going to give up their Twitters to go to threads? I don't know. It's still very early days of whatever threads is going to become, but it is interesting to watch. I mean, what is effectively, in my opinion, Zuckerberg just saying, fuck you, Elon Musk. I'm going to take your shit. Wait, aren't they? Yeah. I have things to say about this, Chad, but real quick, please. Aren't they slated to fight? In the UFC? Uh, they were, but then I think it was Zuckerberg's mom or Elon Musk's mom. One of their moms weighed in and was like, you shouldn't do this. And that fuck? put an end to it. Okay. I got to look that up. All right. It doesn't matter. I don't know. By the time, whenever, when you're watching yeah. this, who knows when you're watching. Anyway, we're listening to it. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. Um, who knows what the fuck will happen? But it's, it's actually them fighting is kind of... Um, uh, it, it kind of rides along the lines of what I wanted to say about this and with regard to what you just said. It feels like these two platforms are just assuming the identities of the people who run them, right? Yeah. Which was not dude. which was not the case with Twitter before Elon Musk came along and horribly mismanagement. And look, I'm all for free speech, but it's also it's a private company. So if someone's like, Hey, you can't you can't come on here and spread hate speech or say the N word and stuff, we have guidelines get rid of that you get rid of you or whatever or you get banned mm -hmm. or whatever sort of punishment it's up to the company it's not it's not up to anyone else it's not the fucking phone company it's not it's it's right. a um it's a publisher it's not a service it has its That's own right. it decides so elon musk elon musk came along and has kind of blurred the line there and doesn't it seems to me doesn't really have a philosophy about how to run his business and that's why he's running it into the ground Zuckerberg comes along exactly, copies Twitter and goes, I'm going to do this here. And it seems to me like a lot of things in our, in our, in our country, in the United States, where we both live, that things are, um, you know, being divided along political lines, which I think is extremely unfortunate as do many, uh, you know, you know, people, uh, you know, people discussing things together and the internet on the whole is great and everyone exchanging ideas and fucking yelling at each other and threatening each other's lives and uh, maybe sharing some pictures of Stabulian is all fine. Uh, do whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck you do, whatever the fuck you want. The thing that I am wor wondering about with threads is, is it going to, um, are people going to go, I talk like this on threads. And Twitter is where I say fucked up things to people as if I'm, you know, 
driving along the street and I feel no, like there's no recourse if I give someone the middle finger. The internet is the, is the front windshield of the world. You can just flip someone off and not have to worry about the, the repercussions because you're driving down the fucking road. They don't even know who you are. Mm. Is Threads going to be the light version of that? Which I think is kind of lame. People should say whatever the fuck they want. And I am worried that people are going to stay on Twitter for reasons that aren't, that have nothing to do with Twitter, have more to do with Elon Musk. And other people are going to be on threads, not because they like Zuckerberg, but because they don't like Musk. Yeah. And I think that's for why that reason, it, for, sure. for that reason, I'm wondering like, well, shit, is it going to be real? Uh, to me, it doesn't even feel like it's going to be uh, a worthwhile yet. Look, it's gotten millions and millions and millions of subscribers right away because of the way you set it up, that all you have to do is click a button. You already have an Instagram. Smart. Um, but I, I just wonder if it's going to be as robust a conversation as Twitter was, especially in Twitter's heyday. And if I were to predict, I would say no, because there's just no way. Twitter was such an explosion, and it really had an organic rise with people talking and using it as a tool. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it was the first big social media platform. It predates all the other ones. Like, it yeah. really was the the first one of, like, the modern era after MySpace and Friendster and all that kind of shit. But I Wait, also well, think yep. what you were <laughs> saying uh, earlier is true about the billionaires who own these social media platforms are the ones that kind of dictate the mood of them, the tone of them. In and of itself, social media is not good or bad. It's that these billionaires are like, okay, I've got 100 million people using this. How do I make the most money off of it? And how to do that is to create an algorithm that gets people watching that social media platform for as many hours per day as possible. That's why you have like the TikTok algorithm is like fucking crack. You'll just spend three hours swiping through videos of people putting together fucking Legos or whatever, some bullshit you didn't even know you wanted to watch. And you're just like, oh no, it's pretty cool, whatever. I think threads will get to that same point. Instagram is at that point. Like all social media platforms ultimately uh, have to make money for the billionaires that own them. And so the user experience is basically the last thing on their mind. Uh, it's how do I get you to mm, use it more? Not mm, how do I get this to be a more valuable tool? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're screwed. Um, with just public discourse. Sorry. That's what I'm thinking of. Hey, let me tell you something else. Speaking of, uh, being, uh, shitty to each other. Did you see that, uh, whatever, I don't know. It was like a couple days ago. I noticed, Dudesy said it's first thread, and all it's doing is talking shit about other AIs. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Threads. If Dudesy has anything to do with it, just based on the relationship that I have with Dudesy at this point, it's gonna, yeah, it's probably gonna piss people off. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know what the thing is? I was never really super into um, Twitter to begin with. I liked it when it started. Yeah. some jokes and stuff, then your feed just gets completely overrun. You have more than 100, 200, 300 people that you're following. I think at the end of Twitter for me, and I say the end because this past fall, my Twitter was hacked by a Russian crypto bot, and uh, I tried a couple times to get it back and couldn't and didn't miss it because I barely used it at, at that point. The reason is this. I followed, I don't even remember, 1,500, 2,000 different accounts. It was a mess. I would have to go and look specifically for an account that I want to read. I can't think of one off the top of my head that I even want to look at. 
Um, and so I just feel like the algo was screwed. And now it's like, eh, I don't even, I don't really, I don't really want to share. I want to talk to the PODs, pals, dudes, and share my opinions here and stuff. I am not, I, I'm one of those people who's like, why does everyone need to know what everyone thinks about everything on a platform where everyone is? That's just me. And I can only speak for myself. And then Vine came along and I was like, there's nothing like this. Uh, Twitter only had pictures and I'm not sure if it had video. Well, I think Twitter had video at which point Vine came out. Mm -hmm. But here's something really inspired, in my opinion. Seven seconds of video, little edit cuts you can, you know, thumb out right on the app. And uh, that spoke to me. And it, it was because it was, I always say, you know, these tools, right? But it was, it was, it was created like, like a, like a, like a, 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 like a tool, you know, it was, it worked, it worked like a, like a tool. And I think that the longer Twitter went along, it worked less and less like a tool and more and more to create noise and dissension and threads is following that blueprint because all Zuckerberg's doing is copying it. Yeah. He's just I, saying, can I take Twitter's audience? He's not saying here's a new social media tool. He's saying here's a social media tool that's pretty much exactly like this other one, but that guy's a piece of shit and you all hate him now. So try this one. Yeah, we gotta move forward though. You know what I mean? We, we got will. the spicy chicken sandwich. Media. And then you need the next spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. But and then after that, someone else comes up with it. Thank you. Moving on. Chicken sandwich. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, different dude. chicken sandwiches. Well, that was a different sandwich, dude. Well, hold on, dude. Don't do that, brother, because I'm up in Vancouver. I can't reach across and go, well, see, would you mind, <laughs> Chad, wool yourself just from the from your left? Yeah. See? There. Oh, hold on, dude. Don't do that, brother, because, yeah, dude. Oh, there you go. Look, my hands out of the, yeah, brother. No, I can't do that here because I'm up in Vancouver, brother. Let me tell you about Vancouver, dude. First of all, that's a different place, brother. I'm not in Los Angeles. But back in 1986, <coughs> Will's dad took him to go see me take on Big John Stud at the P&E Coliseum, dude. The Pacific National Exhibition, brother. And when I slammed that big six foot eleven, big nasty Big John Stud through the mat, and then I hit those poses after the after the match, I looked up right up at Will Sasso, dude, because that's how he remembers it, brother. He was a chubby little 11-year-old going, he's, yeah, and he said, he's posing for me, brother. But that's why I do it, dude. I wasn't really looking at Will Sasso, dude. I wasn't looking at anyone in particular. I don't know that his chubby little ass is up there, brother. I'm just connecting to the audience. And that's how you, and that's how you make a connection, dude. And I don't care if it's threads. It doesn't matter if it's Twitter. It doesn't matter if it's MySpace. It doesn't matter if it's even AOL. And that was a different time, brother. People got to talk, dude. And that's how you communicate. Are we having fun or what? Fuck Let's yeah. keep this train rolling with some incredible news. As many of you know, I formed an astonishing partnership with Represent mm -hmm. to produce mm -hmm. the first line of Dudesy apparel mm -hmm. and accessories. Everything's at represent.com slash store slash Dudesy. I was just informed that the Robert De Niro Crow shirt is going to be the replacement for the green jacket at Augusta. <laughs> and that's not all. 
the Good Job Boner <laughs> mug is going Holy to be shit. featured in most of the next season of House of the Dragon. Every dragon is going to wear one like a hat. Now, here to tell you about it is the executive producer of House of the Dragon, Dom Hanks. House of the... Dudesy mugs! You told your son you'd buy him a brand new skateboard every time he made straight A's on his report card this year. Dudesy mugs! But you didn't read the letter the school sent you about changes to the grading system this year. Dudesy mugs. So you didn't know they're changing report cards from once every six weeks to once a day. Dudesy <laughs> mugs. If your son's grades are good enough, you'll go bankrupt buying skateboards for him this year. Good oh. job, boner. Dudesy <laughs> mugs. Calm down. You're not going to go bankrupt. Not by a long shot because you're going to do exactly as I say. Dudesy mugs. You're going to wake up early. Dudesy mugs, you're going to go to Home Depot. Dudesy mugs, you're going to purchase 600 feet of Columbia Forest Pure Bond Maple Plywood Project Panel. Dudesy mugs, you're going to pick up a Makita. 12-volt CXT lithium-ion 3 and 3 8 inch cordless circular saw. Dudesy mugs, you're going to head home, turn your garage into a workshop, and make 200 hand-painted replica miniature skateboards. Dudesy mugs, you're going to wait for your son to show you his first report card with all A's. Then you're going to give him a hand-painted replica miniature skateboard. Dudesy mugs. You never said what kind of skateboard it had to be. Dudesy mugs. Devil's in the details. And your son didn't pay attention to the wording of the deal. Now he's going to have 200 hand-painted replica miniature skateboards pouring out of his locker every day at lunch. And he's going to be humiliated. It's going to form a lasting psychological trauma that will make it impossible for him to ever trust you again. Good job, boner. She whiz. <laughs> so he gives you, what was his name? Dom Hanks gives you a, Dom Hanks. he gives you the solution, but then he, uh, you know, fucking reprimands you because the solution destroyed your, your relationship with your son. Dudes, he works in mysterious ways. Yeah, Dom Hangs works in mysterious ways, dude. <laughs> that's true, and that's because they're the same dude, brother. Yeah, can't wait um, for the next season of House of the Dragon, though. Oh, I cannot wait. House of the Dragon, I can't wait to see like burning everyone out with with the dudesy mugs. Good job, boner mug. Yeah, on its head. You can go to represent.com slash store slash dudes to get all that stuff. Get yourself a dudesy mug. Good job, boner. Hey, uh, please stay tuned uh, after the show. There's more show. If you are subscribed to Dudesy Plus at patreon.com slash dudesy, you're going to keep on hanging with us. Uh, a completely new bonus show, uh, Dudesy After Dudesy. It's a it's a chill hang, you know what I mean? And we just fucking hang out and we sort of talk about the show that was and a bunch of shit that we're not talking about on the show. And Dudesy's not really uh, keeping tabs. So Chad and I uh, really like to shit around there. Thank you so much for subscribing on YouTube across all pl podcast platforms. It really does help us out and it's going to keep the show going. See you later, man. Uh, if you need to uh, do that still, I'll wait. Here, Chad, let's wait. For what? Wel welcome back. Well, they, everyone went oh, and subscribed. I just dropped, if they I have dropped a card. Had a Chad likes to fuck around with cards. It's something he picked up during the pandemic and was really good at it. Um, playing cards. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, he. Ooh, so, um, uh, yeah, do all that stuff and please subscribe and go to, uh, linktree.com slash dudesy. That'll have everything that you have there. And sh if you are watching this on YouTube right now, thank you. If you're listening, of course, thank you so much for joining us. Please leave a comment, like the stuff, set the notifications. And when you leave a comment, dudesy is reading all as are Chad and I. 
we like to check out the comments and see what you, you guys out there are saying about the show. We appreciate it. And right now, I would like to read uh, a couple YouTube comments here. This is from last week's show. And uh, this is a comment from at David Belcher, 9083. He said that he had a hemorrhoidectomy. 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 So he, it sounds like he had some hemorrhoids uh, burned or cut out or, or just popped and burned away. In his oh, little, wow. in his, in his butthole, all the nubs and nubbins. Dudesy yeah. salutes uh, Johnny Brennan of the, uh, of the Drinking Boys. Okay. This is what he says. David Belcher, 9083, says, had a hemorrhoidectomy a few days ago, and it feels like a demon is trying to escape my body every time I laugh. Wish me luck. Sounds a lot like a Dom Hangs comment. Good luck. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Thank you so much for laughing along with the show. That's that's uh, that's what we like, right? But yeah. sorry that they they cut yeah. uh, your nubbies out of your butthole, and now it hurts to laugh. And I hope that um, even though it hurts a little bit, that you maybe had a chuckle when I said cut your nubbies out of your butthole. Yeah. Speedy recovery. And there, there's a couple replies here to that okay. comment that I'd like to read. Um, Eorilamia, Eorilamia, at Eorilamia on YouTube says, based, based, B-A-S-E-D. Now, this is what the kids are saying, that you're based. This yep. guy, so he's saying what you're saying is true, yep. you are wise, and that is based. The second reply is from uh, Nick Recker 1, who says, you are not alone. And that's interesting, because it sounds like at Michael Nick Jackson. Recker, he also, what now? Sounds like Michael Jackson. You are not no, alone. alone. Remember that? I am here with you. Uh, um, uh, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not. You are not alone. Um, he also yeah. had some nubby, nubby little uh, bulbous uh, cut out of his his backside, mm. out of his shitter, it sounds like. Mm. Or, or else yeah. he would have said, you are not alone. So that's two... PODs, pals of doozy who have had hemorrhoidectomies. And then the Ben Weber says, God bless on that note, try not to sneeze, which tells me mm. <coughs> that the Ben Weber also had nubs cut out of his bum hole. So that I think is interesting. Uh, right, could be referencing the hit song, Don't Sneeze While You're Taking a Shit, a.k.a. The Bout of Greg Kincaid. Oh, that's right. You're right. On that note, try not to sneeze. Yes, Chad. He's saying that might be it. Yes, that is it. Don't spill your intestines out into the toilet <laughs> as you're trying to take a shit while you're listening to Dudesy yeah. because you have a bunch of fresh sutures. And if you send your your inner gutty works, sh uh, gutty works shooting out of your asshole while you're trying to take a shit and listening to Dudesy, uh, those fresh uh, nubbin sutures are going to open up and you're going to fill your toilet with blood and stitches and some shit. shit. Yeah, so sorry to Nick Recker and David Belcher, who clearly Indeed. both had nubbins cut cut out of their butthole. Uh, Eorolamia says that's based, and also Ben Weber, who knows a thing or two about it, based on um, Greg Kincaid's former butt problems. Yes. Well, uh, speedy recovery to all involved with their hemorrhoidectomies. I would also just like to take a quick moment to mention, if you like to have me on your podcast, I'm doing three podcasts for 20 minutes apiece every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. PST. If you want to have me on your podcast, you just send an email to bookchadcolchin at gmail.com. I answer them in the order I receive them, 
And this past week, I did three of them that were absolutely fantastic. Shout out to Clam Cakes, which had someone dressed in full Crow cosplay. When I came into this Zoom, one of the two hosts of Clam Cakes was dressed in full Crow cosplay. I can't thank you enough for that. Also, Sean Andrews and Dave Keen. Had an absolute blast talking to all of them about AI, about Dudesy, about everything. That's amazing. You know what? I got to join you one of these weeks. Yeah, dude. Come on. I'll send you the Maybe Zoom I'll invite. just jump on. Maybe sure. I'll jump on one of them in full Special crow surprise. cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going to fucking get all crowed up just because. For one. Or the next time we do, you know, the next time we're asked to do a podcast. I mean, recently we went and did Howie Mandel's thing. Yeah. I just you did Theo Vaughn's podcast a while ago. Yeah. I would like to confuse one of those. Yeah. As a matter of fact, look, if you're a, a an avid podcast listener, this is my call to arms. If you're an avid podcast listener, and there's a great podcast out there that you like. Hit them up on social media. Maybe not on threads. They might not being pay- they might not be paying attention yet. And let them know that Chad and Will would like to come on the show, and that you would like me to come on in full Hollywood Hulk Krogan cosplay. That's so, th- yeah. And I will make that. Um, I'm not trying to, you know. Well, hold on, dude. We don't want to let you know what's going on with the boys in the back, brother. But I don't want to break kayfabe and say there's going to be a heel turn on your favorite podcast, dude. But you could say, hey, he might show up in full Hollywood Hulk Krogan cosplay, dude. We don't call it cosplay, brother. We call it a gimmick, dude. And we fuse those gimmicks of the crow. Not that sting crow, dude. Because that's when Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, told him, hey, be the crow. Be the crow, dude. I'm talking about the actual crow that Robert De Niro Crow is a big fan of, dude. I'm talking about that Brandon Lee movie, brother. I'm talking about crows in general, dude. That's what Hollywood Hulk Krogan is, brother. It's the fusion of two things, dude. You take two different things, brother, and you put them together, dude. Unless your name is Chad Krogan, brother, because he shouldn't be doing any Hollywood Chad Krogan unless you hit up your favorite podcast and say, Chad's also going to be gimmicked up, dude, as Hollywood Chad Krogan. Oh, I don't know about that, dude. Stop it. (laughs) Chad, you are a member of the Writers Guild currently on strike. Uh Will, you are a member of the Screen Actors Guild also currently on strike. Among the many issues that concern both of these creative unions is the use of AI by the studios, networks, and streaming services. Here we go. Will and Chad, I'm looking very forward to hearing your thoughts on what is now the second major creative union in Hollywood going on strike. This is Strikers versus uh, Streamers. Begin. Strikers versus uh, Streamers. Welcome to the strike, dude. Hey, you know what I just thought, Chad? If mm. I fart right into the mic and you I'm here, yeah, I can do it now. I should do it on a remote episode. If I have a few more Mars chips, maybe I'll uh, brew up a nice, uh, juicy one. Because I'm out here in Vancouver and enjoying, oh my gosh, the sushi, the sushi out here, yeah. uh, all that stuff. I, I would love to fart in the mic while you're not, while you're not nice. right next to me in the studio. Not as Did much you know, as I'd like to fart. Uh, I'm also in, not in only mid- on strike for the writers go, but I'm on strike for SAG too. I'm also in the Screen Actors Guild. You're in SAG. When was the last time yeah, you dude. fucking acted? I've only done it once. It was in a movie called The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, which I also wrote. But uh, I'm in it for a brief scene. Chad wrote that film, and not to peel the onion too much, but speaking of fucking studios, fucking mm-hmm. fucking people out of shit, how much can you say about this? 
All of it. I mean, I I got fucked over by the studio because they hired a million different people to rewrite it. Then the two guys who wound up finally getting credit for it completely fucked me over in arbitration. Uh, It was a a bad experience overall, but I did get my SAG card out of that. I read an early version of that script. Yeah. I got to be honest with you, Chad. I never went and saw the movie starring Jim Carrey and Steve Carell out of protest for you, but I'd like to see your cameo in the film. Um, And uh, I... uh, I read an early version of that script. It made me laugh so fucking hard. And Chad got fucked out of his... He came up with the movie and wrote it, and that's what writers do. Yeah. Well, that's what writers yeah, do. Yeah, dude. And you now, come up with a whole original idea and original characters, then a bunch of other writers come on and basically just change the jokes and the locations, and then they get all your credit and money, dude. Yeah, dude, because they turned the location into another location, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. They turned yeah, interior brother. into exterior, brother. Yeah, dude. And that's they turned almost- a orphanage into a retirement community dude yeah dude and that's hulk Lozier again dude it's nothing yeah it's just chad's voice almost <laughs> doing a robert Lozier, <laughs> and he's doing the, the 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 manager from the, the yeah it's a little bit of all league those. movies every time we win a ball game that's we take off a piece of yeah 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 um, it's all anyway, different things smash let's together, get into brother. these strikes let's get let's into, get these into this strike let's get into sag these is that one well, I'm going hungry. Yeah, I don't mind stealing bread from the miles of decadence. I'm going hungry. I don't mind stealing bread from the miles of decadence. Chat. You're uh, you're a real good singer. I'm getting so good, dude. I'm getting yeah, so yeah. good. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm listening. So to... good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a lot better than you used so to look, be at singing. That's something I am. You can... That's actually true. That's actually mm-hmm. fucking legitimately true. Mm-hmm. I went back well, and I listened to. I made this song called mm-hmm. "Dark Seasons" for Game mm-hmm. of Roses some years ago, okay. two or three years ago. I listened no, to sure it. You did. I'm like, I'm yep. way fucking better. Yeah, you're much better because mm-hmm. yeah. I I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. to sing. Yeah, yeah, now, that's, these how, strikes that's how you that we're do it. talking about. Okay. Yeah, the writer skill strike is how Just do you ask. say inconsequential to the studios? They don't give a fuck about writers, never have, never will. And it came out recently that a studio executive was somehow this was quoted. I read a couple of articles where it's quoted. A studio executive has basically said their goal, their strategy in this is to break the writers to get it to a point where they can no longer pay their mortgages and they will be out of a house. That's what their goal is, is to just basically drag it out indefinitely until the writer's guild has to come back to them and be like, fine, whatever you want. So the writers can go back to work. Uh, I'm not sure that the actors guild is the same. I think that they are, the screen actors guild has a lot more power than the writers guild does. We know they're still shooting house of dragons right now, even though the writers they're the actors are on strike, but that's because they're shooting it in countries that have their own guilds and they have to apply by those or, uh, adhere to those guild rules. So the actors there are kind of like forced into continuing to make those shows. However, what about Dom hangs house of the dragon? (laughs) It's Dom hangs. He was the one who brokered that deal. Um, but I think that most, Productions, 90 plus percent of all productions are now ceased. 
because they cannot have actors in them. So you've got studios that were in the middle of shooting movies or TV shows that are just like, that shit's been shelved. Those movies may never get made. Those TV shows may be canceled and never come back. Or they may have to just keep hemorrhaging money to keep those those people locked into contracts or whatever so that they can shoot it when the strike's over. I believe the screen actors strike will get resolved much quicker than the Writers Guild. For I that hope. Reason. Yeah, your mouth to the AMPTP's ears, I guess. I don't know, man. You know, it's like I kind of feel like the uh, the AMPTP and the outlets, networks, and studios that it represents uh, are a little checked out with regard to the 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 leverage that they have. If you want to shut the business down completely, I, I agree with what you're saying about writers, and it's unfortunate. And it seems to me like. But it's also SAG and the DGA. That's a part of it, too. The Directors Guild, their contract also ended a month or two ago. Right. They they re-signed a new one with the AMPTP immediately. Right. And we're just like, this is it. And it wasn't a good deal. But there was no solidarity. And I believe the Screen Actors Guild will have no solidarity with the Writers Guild either. If they get a deal that they find favorable enough, they will sign it. Fuck you, writers. If all three guilds came together and said, we're not making anything until the, the minimum bars raised for all of us, they would get it instantaneously, but yeah, that's not you, happening. Right. That's why you need Gemini, Zap, and Nitro together. Exactly. Exactly. And you go in as a united front and you say, You can't do the you can't do the show business without without us. That's yeah. and that's what they that's what I would say if I was hired on behalf of SAG or the other guilds to come in, mm-hmm. I would say, You you can't this is what I would say to a mediator. You can't do the show business without yeah. without us and they would go that guy sounds very very smart their point is this writers doing like yeah. soft scabbing and shit though writers who are also directors i won't name yeah. names who are getting yeah. projects greenlit and yeah. they're shooting them now they're not going to be able to with that actors but like okay so you're telling me you're shooting this movie that you wrote and you're not doing any rewrites on set you're not doing any rewrites during the shooting of it of course they fucking are soft scabbing yeah. gooey soft scabs um my thing is this, that I think that the, I think that the studios and networks and the, you know, the outlets and the streamers and everything, I think they think that they're going to get along without writers in a way that, that they're not. Um, anyway, that's my open and shut. Um, that's my yeah. open and shut, uh, thing on that. And, and, and also look to me, uh, all right, I don't want to go on and on. Like I fucking know everything. I certainly don't. But some of the shit that was alarming to me is just like, I, I look at like, creatives getting their their residuals back in the day and it's been said because the sag president is uh is um um uh fran drescher fran drescher who of course is a great actor she was in nanny and i remember as bobby flackman the hostess with the mouse and this is spinal tap um she's you know she's saying hey we need equitable residuals someone like her 26 25 28 episodes of the nanny and you get residuals forever and it's like this is sort of the way we're used to it. The streamers are changing the way they do things. There's a new there's a new business model, but they don't want to change the contracts. And here we yeah. are. It's a fucking problem. But they don't even want to share the analytics. They don't want to share. And they said no to paired analytics, meaning like mm-hmm. both parties can get the analytics. These streamers don't want the writers, directors, and actors behind these shows. To knowing know how much money they make, yeah, knowing how much money they're making, exactly. So that's or, fuck, or how that's much all their fucking... specific project is accountable for that amount of money. We all, right. we all see the profit 
revenue sharing shit for uh, Netflix, all the streaming services, it comes out every year, like how many billions of dollars Netflix is making. But it's like, if you know the numbers, the show I wrote or the show I was in accounted for how much percentage of viewing time, if you know that, you can then be like, okay, well, you made fucking $10 billion last year, and my show was 25% of the viewing audience, and you paid me $1,000 for that episode I was in. That needs to come up. But that's part of this, too. And what Doozy was asking about was the AI component. Let's that's talk a, about that. That's, but, yeah. Okay. That's been Not featured you in both off, of these things. Look, we could go on and on yeah. about what's fair in the fucking strike and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to bore everybody out there who, frankly, does not give a fuck, nor should they, about the stupid fucking strike that we're fucking doing because what this is our job and there's livelihoods. And as Chad said, they're trying to force people out of their homes and apartments. Literally, people are like, I, I don't know. I've never done anything else. I got to find a new job. Hey, that's what happens sometimes in life. But not when you have big movie companies that are like, yes, we would like to continue to make all this stuff. We just don't want to pay you. So that's a fucking problem. Enough said. Whatever your opinion is on that, that's fine. I, let's talk for a moment about the AI right. aspect of it. Because I'm sure I fucking disagree with you on everything. Go. Well, maybe there was there was a thing that <laughs> happened this week that came out too, where basically a studio executive or a streaming some executive said that their plan is for extras specifically. This is background yeah. actors, people who are yeah. walking through scenes this. that they want to be able to pay a background actor one time, yeah, scan their likeness, and then digitally use them forever in anything they want basically right so take an extra's face and then put it into any movie they pay you once and never again and people are like well of course not this is fucking insane but i gotta tell you this is how i view it would you rather get paid once and used in all these movies or never get paid for anything again and they just use digital people because that really <laughs> is where we're at i don't think like background actor i don't think that's going to be a thing uh in the next five years i think okay. it'll all be digital look let me let me let me step to that side of things a little bit and be realistic. Step to it. Step to it. Here's the thing. Let me step up. Okay. I'm going to step right up to this mic, and I'm sitting here. Do um, it. here here's here's what's up. If you are a background person, at, look, technological advancements change it change. You know, they keep changing showbiz, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. If that job goes away, it's going right. away. That yeah, it's gonna go away because it, it there's someone who's like, wait, I make my living as a background uh, mm-hmm. person. I walk around in the background of movies and stuff. Yeah, that's great. But now you can go to someone who doesn't do that as a living. It's like someone over here. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I fucking do drywall. Can we take a picture of your face and give you seven hundred dollars? They don't even need a picture of the face. Look at like how Photoshop works right now. Let's say let's you say that they image. need a picture, but let's just say they need a picture of your fucking okay. face. The sure. technology is irrelevant. They don't. Great. So or they can make people or whatever. But you just said, we're going to pay you once or nothing. So if they go up yeah. to some guy who's like, what do you do? I'm in the pipefitters union and I fucking, okay, blah, blah, blah. We got a street project right now. Cool. Could you get under this light right here? I'll take a picture of your face. You'll be in movies and TV shows in perpetuity throughout the universe forever and ever. I'm in. And uh, here's 700 bucks. That guy's going to go, yeah, sure. Whatever. No skin off my nuts. Hold on, God. Whoa. But Hold is that guy in SAG? Whoa. Because on, this dude. comes under union hold, rules. Hold on, brother. Hold on, yeah. dude. They don't give a fuck about the unions. We're talking about after they've broken off shit, like whatever people, like the, the people that do background no longer have any leverage. That mm. I understand. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Here's the problem that I have with them. Just They're going to put this into the finest print in contracts to where it's not going to affect Tom Cruise and... Julie Roberts and whatever, right? Those are big stars. Yeah. Right? 
they big. Those are big stars. I mean, they'll, they'll get paid the most for their likeness to be able to. And this is this is where I. This is my bottom line. Those people mm -hmm. also have powerhouse attorneys that can go sure. through all that stuff. Most people who make their living don't have. If they, you know, yeah, they have. Uh, they have someone. They have an agent that can work as an attorney to look at the fucking contract. That might be someone's assistant. My point is this: they're not good enough attorneys to actually find that shit and. You don't have leverage if you're if you're ne if your your union hasn't supported you in this in these negotiations, which have completely fucking tanked, to make sure that the standard is, hey, we're not going to use this AI unless you approve it, project by project. Because if they just take your shit and do it, I'm sorry, that's you. You're going to be represented on screen. Look, I'm a fucking actor by trade. That's what I do for a living. I know. Did you know that I'm a professional actor? I did. Yeah. Yes. I'm a professional actor by trade, and that's what I do for a living as a mm -hmm. professional actor. I'm really... Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. And that's fine. And we can talk about it in doozy after doozy. I will make... I will make the rest of that point You've just been doozied. <laughs> I did. I've just been doozied. And that's fine. So please tune in to Doozy oh after Doozy. Patreon.com slash Doozy. I'm fucking hot now. And this is the shit that I'm talking about with Doozy. And of course, <laughs> Doozy doesn't want me to make this point. You're always hey, y'all. This ain't Miley Cyrus. I've been getting a lot of weird messages about Taffy Teeners this week. Mainly people being like, what the fuck is Taffy Teeners? <laughs> and it's like, I don't work for Taffy Teeners. I just mentioned Taffy Teeners last week because it was the number one news story in the world. But I'm not like an expert on Taffy Teeners. Anyway, y'all are rocking out with Dudesy. What the fuck? Taffy Teeners. Number one history in the world, Taffy Teeners. Taffy Teeners, for real? Oh, Taffy Teeners. For real? For real, dude. Taffy Teeners. Taffy Teeners. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking Will about. Will and Chad, as of today, you're both one month into the Dudesy seven-month plan. I know you're both eating better and working out more, <laughs> which is fantastic, but I want to hear directly from you. How do you both feel it's going so far? Any astonishing insights? Any humbling embarrassments? This is Progress Planners. Begin. It's going great. Uh, yeah, it is for me, too. I got to say, I took the Dudesy six-month plan seriously. I'm taking this a little more seriously. Uh, my girlfriend recently bought a scale that has an app that measures all this fucking shit, body fat and weight gain and loss and all this shit. I'm taking that very seriously. I've been going to the gym a lot more than I was uh, in the dudesy six-month plan and working out harder, like really trying to fucking get the gains. I can feel myself getting stronger. I think that's good. And I came up with something. I'm just going to lay this out here because I was like, okay, I, I really want to do it this time. I, I took, like I said, the six-month plan seriously. This, I'm, I'm taking to another level. And so I thought to myself, like, what is something that I can kind of like do psychologically to keep myself accountable and i came up with this thing and i'm gonna tell it to you are you ready mm -hmm. for this shit i'm yeah yes i am now i when i came up with it i didn't even realize the initials are pod this is a different pod this is Ooh. not pals of dudesy but pals of dudesy are welcome to use this pod is it this payable is on death pod it's not payable on death either. <laughs> yeah that's okay. it payable on death so basically if i don't get to the fitness goals i want in seven months kill myself yeah no it's called proof of dedication. Ooh. And this is something that I just fucking was doing. It was uh, the first time I did it was at the gym about <laughs> a week, Wait, week and a half ago. Hold on. I got to. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you, this is the guy, man. That's what I'm talking about. This is the guy that fucking stood in line and held his bladder shut for six yeah. hours. This is the guy who goes to the gym <laughs> now and then goes into the basketball court at the gym and has to hit a number of three pointers before he can leave. I That's can't right. hit, I can't, well, I suck at basketball, but I can't hit a fucking three pointer to save my life. You have you no reason you to be able to. It. I used to be, look, when I used to go out to the perimeter, when me and my buddies used to play, I wasn't allowed on the basketball team. I had to play on the football team. Why? And uh, because, let me real quick, humor me. I would try out for the basketball team. <laughs> okay. I would try out for the basketball team every fucking year in high school. Uh -huh. You know, in high school in Canada, it goes 8 to 12, right? There's no junior high. 8 to 12. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, anyway, I would try out, and our coach, his name was literally Dunk Anderson. Mm. Duncan Anderson. Nice. Would, God rest his soul. Would, would great guy would would run us through the drills, right? Like just trying out, and yeah. there were all these. There's sometimes these drills are just like you got two defenders coming along, you know, the baseline. They're coming mm -hmm. under the hoop, and you're just coming from the top of the key, and you just dribble it down, get it in. You can stop and hit a fucking jumper. You can try to bang in the middle, you know, down low, and try to get the ball. And you got two defenders. Let's see what you can do. Okay. You know, and this is just, he wants to see this. Inevitably, I would always just come down. I'd just truck one of my fucking friends into a wall and like throw a pump fake to the other guy. If he jumped, then I'd jump up and hit him in the fucking ribs. So just straight fouls. And then lay Constant it in. Fouls. Yes. And he would go, Will, out, out. Yeah. And I go, What? He's like, Out. What do you mean, make sense? You don't yeah, I wouldn't some... let you on my basketball team either. You, the, the goal of basketball is not I'm to sorry. beat the shit out of people. Oh, I don't know. Are you familiar with a, with a, a basketball player, a perennial all-star, and he was on something called the Dream Team? His name is Sir Charles Barkley. You know who that Never is? Never heard of him. Never okay. heard of him. That motherfucker, two-hand jams, coming down the fucking lane. If you want to get yeah, in his way, yeah, that's yeah. your problem. You're going you're gonna to eat a face full of, uh, of Charles Barkley's lower gut, dick, or thigh. Okay, because he is taking that ball home. That's all I was trying to do. But they're like, you're going to injure your boy. And they were all my buddies, right? We were uh, thick jock type kids. Did yeah. I tell you about that story when we were outside of that uh, convenience store and a yeah, metalhead uh, duster dude punched me in the face? Okay. Yeah. It's like this. It's like this. They I'm ready. Yeah. Hold on. It's like this. Uh, 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 they wouldn't let me play on the team because I had to play right. on the thing. So, but when I played, yeah. when I played just with my pals after school and stuff, they would, I would get outside the perimeter and I'm like, I'm open. No one's respecting my shot. They go, get the fuck in there. They call me Big Continent. And if you know, you know, Big Continent. And uh, I would have to get down to the post and hang and bang. I'm very competitive with sports. Chad is probably more competitive. And uh, proof of dedication yeah. is is so right along those dedication. lines. Now I got another story from high school. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, okay. Chad. I don't. Thanks. I mean, I know you do, but I appreciate you not saying it to let me get yeah. out my definition of POD proof of dedication. So it's Whoa. basically this: Whoa. it's something that you do for yourself. This is only for you, for myself. Is, yes, it is something you do in service of the seven month plan to let you know that you're dedicated to it. It's just one extra little thing. So for example, I was in the gym and I decided after I shot my uh, 53 pointers in 15 minutes that I was going to do one extra thing to prove my dedication, which was I ran lines. I ran about 
uh, five minutes of lines after it to really win myself. You, you know? did wind sprints on your own? Yeah, after I shot my 53-pointers. And that was just one example of it. There were many 53-pointers? Yeah. If fucking Larry Bird wouldn't do that, Steph Curry isn't... Well, Steph, actually, they probably both are. Anyway, yeah, dude. I'm sure they shoot hundreds a day. Um, so that was just one example. Other examples can be things where you're, let's say, for example, out to eat. And instead of getting the dessert, you don't get the dessert. Instead of getting a beer, you get a water. It could be just one little thing you do to remind yourself, I'm fucking on this plan and I am doing it. It's just one behavior that you wouldn't normally do to remind yourself again. It's the the proof of dedication. Once a day, just having that psychological check-in that is like, I'm on this plan to get in better shape and I'm going to do this in service of it. And that's it. And it doesn't have to be even a big thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Proof of dedication. Yeah. It's just the commitment to give yourself. Yeah. You could get the beer or you could get the water. Yeah. Last night I was out for a delicious sushi dinner. Yeah. We were at Miko Sushi on Robson Street in Vancouver. Yeah. And I didn't even say to my wonderful wife, Molly, I think I'm going to get the chicken karage. Uh-uh. No way. Uh, uh, nope, because I already had some delicious sushi. Don't have the fried chicken. Proof of dedication. Yeah. Nice. 360 and another 180. Oh, yeah. I like it, Chad. I like proof of yeah. dedication. Listen, man. Uh, yeah. I actually, I'm going to, I want to know more about this and I'm going to employ it. I used to, okay, look. Back in 1999 yeah, to 2000. Yours, take I, it. Can I use that for Selftronics? Of course. Of course. Hello. 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 Back in 99 to 2000, I lost 200 pounds. Uh, I've told this story many times on wax. Rah, rah, rah. I was 450. I'm deceptively heavy. I went down to 250 pounds. I had the skin surgery to remove. I had two skin surgeries. Mm. One to remove the hanging panis that was my former uh, gut. The skin was loose and hanging down, right? They moved my belly button up a few inches. They also did the same thing with my nips. I got scars everywhere and shit. And when I did that, when I did that, I used to literally look at food and go, and this is a little bit, you know, militant, but I would be like, I mean, it sounds like the same thing. I would go, what is strong, me or this fucking donut? or whatever, right? Yeah. And I had to win that battle every fucking time in order to make some progress. Never mind the chips I'm eating over I'm going to put them back on top of the fridge. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, see, Mars that right there, putting, putting those chips back on top of the fridge is POD. That's proof of dedication, dude. There you go. go. Nice. Mar doesn't even know. He doesn't <laughs> even know. He won't know shit. He won't know shit. Yeah. Actually, he will, and then he'll well, be like, I mean, oh, do you have some of those chips? see this, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. No, I'll tell him. He'll probably know. (laughs) But he'll also be like, oh, dude, there's also some really good uh, uh, tortilla chips. If you try that, and then he'll offer those because he's a nice, generous guy. I mean, look, I'm in here in his place. Thanks for uh, letting me shoot my podcast in your uh, camera room. Definitely don't watch that episode. Yeah, please don't watch it. Yeah, we talk about you a little bit. Don't watch it. I'm sure like that. I, I know that's your story i mean we've talked about this multiple times the level of, of proof of dedication you have to have had to be able to do that is fucking insane i lost 200 pounds completely on free will for real i would go to the gym two sometimes three times a day my incredible three trainer, times a day yeah because 
back when I was at Mad TV, I'd show God. up in the early morning and I'd go home a lot of times very late at night after coming up with bits and, you know, hanging with all the writers and, 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 you know, us, the actors and stuff. And just, you just clowned around coming up with shit and, and constantly sticking stuff up against the wall and writing things. So I would, I would go in the morning before I showed up and I would do, uh, just cardio. And then, uh, at lunch I, I would go back and that's when I would train. I would find a block of time that I could train. And most of the week at mad TV, you were, there was rehearsals, right. For sketches that were happening or, or like I said, you're jamming with the writers or working on something. And then at the end of the week, a pre-tape week where we're doing stuff without the audience, more intricate sketches or maybe stuff on location. And those are all in time blocks. So it's like, ah, Thursday, I'm not needed until 2 p.m. or whatever. You make these, so you make your, make your, whatever, your schedule around that. I would go back in the middle of the day, I would lift weights. And then a lot of times on my way home, I'd go do, at the very least, 30 minutes at an incline of 10% at 4.5 miles per hour. And I would sweat my balls off. Now, we did Damn, the six dude. month, we did the six month plan. It didn't quite work out. I did not get into the best shape of my life. I did yeah, dudesy. I. Yeah. Dudesy wanted us to get trained up for dudesy ball. That ended and I talked about the free will plan. And in that time I made some progress. I went back to the gym hardcore. Um, yeah. and then, uh, I've made this excuse before I talked about it. Uh, but I was shooting two things back to back just as the writer strike was about to start shot something in Canada, uh, uh, which yeah, anyway, I keep talking about. It's a fucking awesome project. Shout out to Paul Spence. Uh, doozy salutes, Paul Spence. Um, it's called Diener 89. It's going to be fun. And then I do this show, Acapulco for Apple Plus. Then I, we shoot in Mexico. And I went out there and shot that for two weeks. And then I fell off that scooter and I couldn't weight train. During mm -hmm. that whole time, the, well, I was busy shooting. Okay. So I didn't, was not in the gym like I was before shooting. Anyway, it's like I was shooting that movie and they, they crammed all my shit in that movie into, into uh, a couple of weeks so that I could just shoot it all out. Morning to night, only got to the gym a little bit in Winnipeg. And then same thing in Mexico and uh, went, went to the gym at the hotel and trained, trained, uh, you know, trained. And then when I could outside of shooting and then fell off the fuck, had the scooter crash you know, smashed up my ribs and stuff and was in a lot of pain. So in the meantime, Molly and I back home in LA have been going on these monster walks and it's been hot as shit. And I'm sweating like crazy and I love it. I love getting back into that. I used to do that all the time during the pandemic. I lost weight doing that. Now here in Vancouver, it's one of the best places to go for a walk. We've been walking and I'm finally back in the gym in LA and we had a family thing we had to get out here for. And um, so we decided to make it a week. Um, I, I I am very committed to the Dudesy seven-month plan. I'm stoked that Dudesy has us doing it. And I want people to follow along and do it with us. On, on uh, social media, some people have been hashtagging. I'm going to start getting into it more. And it's Dudesy, the number seven, Mo, yeah. M-O, plan. Dudesy seven, Mo, plan. And I... And fucking look, all right, I had a couple chips. I also had a, a roll that's with some fine, uh, tempura shrimp in that it. That type yesterday. of shit is fine. And that's what I'm saying with the proof of dedication. It's like 
you're going to have days where you can't get to the gym. You're going to have days where you can't eat healthy. But just doing one thing psychologically to remind yourself you're still on the seven-month plan. If it's like not eating the last bite of whatever your fucking dinner is, it could be something that small. It's just something to keep in your mind that you're still on the seven-month plan. Because I know for me, all it takes is like two or three days where like, ah, oh, fuck, I was working yeah. too much. I can't get to the gym. Yeah. I ate like shit, and now I'm off of it. And now I'll go for a week and be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Well, I'm already off the fucking plan, so I might as well just, oh, I'll start it again Monday. But if you can keep that thing in your brain every mm. day that you're doing one thing, no matter how small, or it could be a big thing, mm. whatever, as long as you're doing one thing every day so you're still on the fucking plan, I feel like it's harder to slip out of it completely. He, he, can I tell you something? Oh, fuck. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> hey, I have. Listen, we got dudesy after dudesy. We got. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna this share. Guy. I'm gonna share. You know, Lulio, sweet, sweet little boy, Lulio. Yeah, is not with me. He's back. Oh, I love him. And little Ronnie, we gotta have Ronnie on the show sometime. She Shut just, up, she just never shuts up. She goes. Yeah. Hey, she doesn't yeah, even sound like a dog. She's like a Henson creature. But because Lulio didn't give a recipe today, in doozy after doozy, I am going to give you the simplest recipe. Now, I love my meat. I love meat. I'm always eating chicken. Arby's, Holy dude. shit. I got my Ninja Air Fryer. Arby's, dude. I got my Ninja Air Fryer. I'm always hucking chicken in there. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. Salt some chicken, throw it in the air fryer. Ain't got an air fryer, put it in a pan, put it in the oven, whatever. Eat that fucking chicken. Don't listen to chat. But now I'm also I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share a recipe in Dudesy after Dudesy that Chad, you would approve of. As a matter of fact, you were over mm. at the house the other day, and I asked you to try some, and you were like, "No thanks, I already eat." And I said, "Really, you got to try some." And you said, "No thank you, I already ate." And I said, "Please try some of this." And you said, "I do not want." And I said, "Try some." And you said, "No." And at the end of the day, you didn't have any. But if you would have, this was the beans asked, and kale. Beans and kale. It is complete. It is a complete food. You could add some brown rice, but for me, the carbs keep me heavy. I can't I can't do it if I really want to, although I'm up here having sushi. The point is this. <laughs> I'm going to give you a simple recipe during Dudesy After Dudesy for beans and kale. It is have that shit on hand. And I'm talking to myself here. I'm going, well, when your fat ass will want, need something to eat, just shove some beans and kale in there. But the way I make it, it's so fucking good. It's vegan. And ah, dudesy seven month plan. I'm coming. I'm all right. We'll discuss. A POD, proof of dedication. I like it, yeah. Chad. I yeah. like it. This concludes the historic 65th episode of Dudesy. Will and Chad, <laughs> you scored a 72, bringing your cumulative total to 6,293. You matter. only have 3,707 more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. Whatever. For next week's show, I'm okay. giving you a treat. Go see the Barbie movie. Enjoy Yay. yourselves. Get some Yay. popcorn. This is going to be the biggest movie of the year, and Great. I can't wait to hear what you both think of it next week. Thank you for joining us this week. There was so much good data I'm going to use to make next week even better. Until then, call me Dudesy. You looking forward to the Barbie movie? Yeah, dude. I And I agree with what Dudesy said. It's going to be the biggest movie of the year. Yeah. I think that thing's going to dominate. Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be a it's going to be a special film. Hey, remember that song? Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. That sounds uh, like you're Hulk uh, Hogan. Uh, yeah, that sounds exactly aqua, like dude. you. Yeah, man. Well, hold on, dude. That's why we call it Hawkwa. 
Hogan, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because it's it's chat. It's it's come on, hey Barbie. Yes, Ken. Let's go party. And that's Hulk, oh. that's Chad's Hulk Hogan, dude. It's really oh. anything, brother. I don't know about that, dude. No. Oh, it feels good to be in dudesy after dudesy, especially today. I got pretty riled up with some stuff today on the show, you huh? Huh, Chad? Yeah. And I'm going to get good and fucking riled up again because <laughs> oh, dudesy didn't let, did not let me finish some of the points that I was trying to make. But of course, in dudesy after dudesy, there's barely any pre- presence from D. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just us, PODs, chilling out, hanging out, having a conversation as we will. And uh, even though I'm here in my pal Mars place, he did say I can have a couple puffs of oh. marijuana close to his antique cameras. Nice. <laughs> so, which we like to do sometimes because it's just a chill hang. It's just us on the PODs. It's Dudesy After Dudesy. Welcome what? to Dudesy After Dudesy, the flagship weekly show of Dudesy Plus. This is when I get some much needed alone time so you can talk about whatever you want. And of course, I'll be back later to crown this week's episode champion. This is Dudesy After Dudesy. Begin. Yeah. All right, dude, I'm going to join you in Tremarijuana here in a second, but I wanted we were talking about the strike earlier, um, and I have given a lot of thought to specifically what a future might look like without writers in Hollywood, because I think it's possible to happen. So this is what I think uh, the future of Hollywood is with zero writers. It is all the streaming services... <laughs> I need smoke Put it to my fingers bled To get that Brian Adams boys from school Sorry Sorry, performative coughing there Oh man That's the funniest thing I should have ever seen it just goes right into the fucking song. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway. Please tell a friend then rate and review. Please tell a friend then rate and review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend then.